Hello and welcome to episode six of the Pixel Swim podcast. My name is Steve Heinrich. Today is March 1st, 2018. Uh, yeah, like I said, episode six, here we are. And I just wanted to start off this week uh, by diving in, as usual. I always say that. Let's dive in. So just a few notes this week. Uh, I was on the AAWP All About Windows Phone podcast on... Tuesday was when we recorded it, and then it came out Wednesday in the morning. So uh, just a big thanks to Steve Litchfield for having me on again. I appreciate it. Uh, it's always <laughs> an interesting experience to go on there and, and kind of keep up with all the Windows stuff that's Windows Phone stuff that's going on. So I think I said on there that I had didn't have high hopes for Windows Phone and that I hoped something would come sooner rather than later, but that's about all, as far as my hopes went. So uh, yeah, thanks again to Steve for having me on. Uh, check it out. It'll be a link in the show notes. And I also already put a link in the links section of my website. So you can check that out too. So yeah, I was that was <laughs> really going on the Windows Phone or the AAWP podcast was uh, what got me into podcasting uh, myself. So uh, yeah, I've been on there five times now, which is really cool. Uh, I never... I never <laughs> Never predicted that that would be the case. So, uh, and I also want to say thank you to Franco on Twitter this last week uh, after the last episode. Uh, he got back to me about I was talking about the Windows Phone or Windows 10 Mobile default alarms and clock app and the alarm functionality of that, and just a couple of features that I wish it had that Android, the default Android or Google Alarms app had. So he responded and, and suggested Realarm, which is an app for Windows 10 Mobile, and I installed that, and yeah, <laughs> that is by far a superior alarm app for Windows Phone. So I definitely suggest checking that out. Uh, it, it comes the, the biggest thing about it is that it comes with a bunch of different notifications, uh, one of which solved the issue of a notification for when there's an alarm that's coming so it gives you the option to set it to an hour before and then it jumps all the way to six hours before so uh, I think the default or the Google alarm app has a two-hour window that it puts the notification up there for you to see <laughs> but that was not elegant so yeah but it's great to even have the option to change that and the app overall is just a really great app. So it's just ad supported. Uh, you, I think you pay 99 cents. You get rid of the ads. It's a it, it's been working. It's been a solid app since I got it. I've only noticed one little bug uh, this morning. Actually, my alarm went off uh, the morning alarm and there was an after I dismissed it because I, I didn't snooze at this time, even though one of the issues was with the snooze. Um, but I didn't dismiss or I dismissed this one and it showed up, another alarm showed up from the default alarms app. It was really weird. And then there was a weird message about realarm being some sort of error in realarm. So, but, you know, the alarm went off and then everything's been fine since. So not too worried about it. It's a great app. I definitely suggest checking it out. I'll try and put a link in the show notes for that, for the realarm app. The one thing that it didn't solve was the snooze timing which was which if you listen last week you know is when it hit the snooze button it goes from the time you hit the snooze button not when the clock was initially 
set. So I I haven't reached out to the developer yet, but I'm going to uh, send them an email. Uh, apparently, they are very responsive. I actually looked at the change log in the app, and there's a lot of updates in the past month. I mean, there's it was great to see that there was updates in February, a few updates. So hopefully that will be something that can be addressed. Or even if they don't necessarily make it the default, uh, maybe having an option to change it to, you know, the option to set the snooze from the time that the alarm was set. So yeah, thanks again, Franco on Twitter. I appreciate all the feedback uh, after each episode. It's been nice. (laughs) It's been cool to connect with people and it's just been really nice. So, okay. The first thing I want to talk about this week is Swappa. I, uh, you, you've tuned in the right to the right episode. I've, I'm not going to go over all of Swappa again. Um, I don't want to bore everybody to death. So looking back, I kind of realized that I was essentially doing a tutorial for how to post on Swappa. But, um, anyway, Swappa redesigned their logo or their look, they say, uh, the website looks generally the same. So this definitely kind of is a Venn diagram of my two of the two worlds that I bring to this podcast, which is design and mobile technology. Obviously, Swappa sells. Well, they don't sell, but they provide a marketplace for people to sell and buy used phones or new phones too. gently used, they always say, but I've, <laughs> I beg to differ on some of the stuff that I've seen. So But they've redesigned their logo and a little bit of their color palette, which throughout most of the site, you can't really tell. Uh, I do like the logo. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you can check it out, uh, especially this blog post that they wrote about it. There's a feature image at the top. And all I can think when I see this feature image is macaroni, macaroni noodles (laughs) with some dots sprinkled in. Uh, We'll call them meatballs. So the logo, it looks pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of the typography that they use, but it's pretty distinctive and well-spaced. The S is almost, it's like kissing the W if you take a look closely. So yeah, definitely check it out because this isn't going to make sense if you're not looking at it. But the new logo mark or the iconography or whatever you want to call it next to the Swappa textual part of the logo is basically two dots with three what I think they're trying to make look like eyebrows slash a smiling mouth. I don't know. Again, please check it out (laughs) because I'm not describing it well enough. But either way, they go into an explanation of why they why they designed it this way. And honestly, when designing something and and reading, I don't necessarily enjoy reading articles about the the idea behind brand redesigns because there's a lot of I don't know, I would call it fluff, I guess, about this represents our brand and this is us going into the future and and, and it'll make us grow and it'll help us to reach new heights and and stuff like that, (laughs) which I think some of that is actually pulled directly from their blog post. But regardless of all that, it's okay. Like all that stuff is great, but it's still, it just doesn't feel natural. It's all just feels so marketing marketing-driven, the verbiage and everything that they use, and rightfully so, because it is. I mean, it's it's a marketing thing. Your logo is 
as part of your marketing. It's, you know, the first thing that you see usually. It's an it's your first identifier. So, but they call their logo the Sprites. It says, hey, say hello to the Sprite. And if you go on the blog post, there's actually a little, I think it's probably an animated GIF or GIF. Uh, I don't want to discriminate against pronunciation of their logo that I kind of described earlier. And there's, and if you look at the animation, it sort of reminds me of Clippy from uh, Microsoft Word. And just the, it looks like it's ready to burst into action to say, it looks like you're writing a resume, but I imagine it would say something like, looks like you're buying a phone or something like that. Anyway, that was terrible. So, uh, yeah, their logo, it looks pretty good. I mean, I don't get too picky about logos. I mean, there's always logo debates online and I'm not one to partake in them. My deal with logos is you could have a terrible logo and it still be effective. <laughs> I mean, obviously, a terrible logo is a reflection of the company behind it. But the ultimate purpose of a logo is to identify a company with it. And if you use something for long enough, no matter what it is, eventually you will be identified with it. And I think that's a quote unquote successful logo in some respects. So I don't get too picky. Logos do change over time. I think Swap has done a great job over time updating their logo. So I guess, I guess this logo, they're calling it the Sprite. And, and there's a couple of different animations they show in this blog post with the logo mark. Of One of it is of it spinning, kind of like a loading image. And the other is it looking around up and down and left and right and stuff like that. So I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of interactive logo elements on the site soon. I haven't seen any yet, but uh, I haven't purchased or sold anything on there yet since the new logo has been updated on the site. So I imagine there'll probably be some stuff on the seller and buyer pages with this, but I could be wrong. But like I said, check out the blog post and, and look at their redesign. I don't know. Are you picky about logos? <laughs> I'm not super picky. I think they did a good job. It's nice and simple. And I'm sure it'll move their brand forward into the future. So well done, Swappa. Not judging. Looks good to me. So keep it up. Okay, another design-related thing that I came across this week was something called Future Fonts. It's an article on Medium that I came across. I actually came across the main website, but led to this article on Medium, which I'll link to. It's called Future Fonts. So I didn't know what this was, so I clicked on it. And it is a new font service with good hand-selected type designers, I guess, where you can purchase a font before it's done. Which, <laughs> when I initially heard, read that, I thought, uh, why? Why would I want to do this? Why would I want an incomplete font? But then I read on in this Medium article, which is why I'll link to it. It's about font development and uh, type designers making typefaces and kind of funding them along the way. So basically, you get early access to a font to use, and you get updates as you go along so you actually save a lot of money by purchasing early so and it helps the like i said it helps the type designer to kind of fund their 
development of the font. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, we've seen this with other other types of things before for services. I mean, basically any service. It's it's like a font service, except they're fonts that aren't out yet. Fonts, typefaces, whatever you want to call them. It's called Future Fonts. Uh, like I said, I'll link to it in the show notes. So check it out and see if you want a font from them. <laughs> I guess there's more type designers coming, but just... Yeah, if you're interested, check it out. If not, I just thought it was kind of interesting idea. Not revolutionary by any means, but uh, nice to see. All right, another thing that I came across too was a website called stinkmoji.cool. And <laughs> essentially, if you have seen the iPhone and emojis, this website uses your webcam to do the same sort of thing with them it's not i'm not 100 percent clear exactly there seems to be some sort of game or levels or things to unlock with this but just check it out uh it is kind of interesting to see what they've done i managed to make it work mostly and in in a pretty low lit room so i don't know you have to give them access to your webcam so if you're not cool with that probably not for you but i thought it was an interesting experiment to kind of show off the facial recognition stuff. So I'm sure there's some sort of <laughs> conspiracy. Well, I shouldn't say there's some sort of conspiracy. I'm conspiracizing that they're just taking pictures of you and sending them to some government somewhere. But <laughs> anyway, that's probably true. Um, anyway, yeah, check out Stink stinkmoji.cool. It actually kind of led me down a rabbit hole to this place called stink studios or something like that they're like this creative studio anyway check it out uh, i'm not a fan of the animojis i think it's kind of a, a weird thing uh very weird to look at and just an odd <laughs> an odd thing and kind of a gimmick a little bit but i mean i understand that the technology behind it is kind of interesting which is why I found this interesting I find the technology behind it interesting and not so much these little animated heads that talk and move their eyebrows and stuff like you do so stinkmoji.cool I'll put a, a link in the show notes okay so in lieu of a pixel bin bargain of the week I am just going to say that I actually ordered an LG G5 on eBay a new open box, so we'll <laughs> fingers crossed on what that's going to look like. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to get the LG G5 phone. And I know I talked a lot last time about wanting to get a new device, a new older, smaller flagship, and I miss the wide-angle lens on that. And the replaceable battery is kind of hard to find in a flagship. So I ordered a battery and a case for it in Scipio, of course. And yeah, that's supposed to arrive tomorrow, so I'm going to report back on that in episode 7. But like I said, in lieu of a Pixel Bin Bargain of the Week deal, I will be oh, sadly posting my Moto E's on Swappa. So I am they're going to be a bargain, which is what I'm saying. So I will be posting links to those on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, go to pixelswim.com and all the links 
are there or just at pixel swim on Twitter. I will tweet out the links when I'm when I post those. I haven't 100% decided if I'm putting the Moto E4 Plus up there yet, but we will see. I had talked about having to supplement some of the cost of getting a new device, so there's not much of a reason to keep these around except for like I said maybe the Moto E4 Plus that battery is just too good. So, we will see. Either way, I'll post them on Twitter and probably Google Plus. So, yeah, link through to my website and find all those social media channels. Really don't like <laughs> not really trying to get followers. So, I just want you to know where the links are going to be when I do post them so you can get a deal on one if you want and you know that where it's coming from. So, also this week my wife's phone uh, she's using my old Moto G third generation. Her She had one too, but the speaker broke, busted on it. And so she's using my old one, but the battery's been kind of weak on it lately, especially. So I will be shopping for a new device for her. I know I mentioned the Moto G5 Plus. Um, I think that's still on the top of my list for her. So yeah, definitely not upset that I have to look for a device for her. <laughs> it's one of my joys in life. So we... We'll see, and I'll report back uh, what we get for her. So, all right, just to wrap it up now, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I know this isn't as long as last week. I was kind of going through the process of shopping for a new device, so it was there was a lot more to talk about as far as that, and I kind of got carried away. But keeping it within the time that I aim for this time, if you like longer shows, let me know, and I'll find more stuff to talk about but uh again i appreciate you tuning in and visit my website pixelswim.com for everything that you need as far as information on the podcast and on me and on my social stuff so oh and i'm probably gonna have to fresh install my windows installation on my pc so fingers crossed on that wish me luck on that uh i got a bit of a seems like a virus situation going on with it so I'm going to refresh it at some point probably this weekend hopefully like I said fingers crossed everything goes well anyway uh, again thanks for tuning in and have a great night or day or morning or evening or brunch or whatever the time it is when you're listening to this so thanks again and Godspeed speed